0: yeah i can cut stuff all right we're recording now um yeah this is best words podcast episode what is this like five six i don't know um anyway it's kevin and i'm here with ali and we're gonna talk about afghanistan for like two hours so so let's um i I guess before before anything else like this is going on with the coronavirus and like that we could talk about that for a long time too but uh, the, like the more I understand, the more I learn about this thing. Like the less I really understand about like the future and what's going to happen with it. So like I can't really be confident in saying anything about it. So there's not really much. Yeah, reason it's, to, not, yeah. it's not
1: like exactly our place to yeah to be talking about it. And
0: um, yeah, exactly. Like you really need to have like a degree in epidemiology or something to understand it. So I don't feel like we can really speak too confidently on it. Unfortunately. Yeah, but also yeah. that
1: like the information is mm-hmm. like changing so fast. Yeah. And you you do really need to know and be confident that you're not spreading misinformation.
0: That too, yeah. Like, like at the beginning, people were saying that, oh, if we flatten the curve, then it's going to work. And then people did some calculations, and it turns out it would require, like, 100 times more hospital beds than, like, exists in the country to work. Then people were saying that, like, surveillance would work to stop it, like in Korea or Japan or... Um, yeah, Korea, Japan, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan. But then, like, in the past week, those countries are getting a big spike in infections, so that might not even work. Like, nobody really knows what's happening. All we can really say is just wash your fucking hands, carry hand sanitizer everywhere if you can find it, um, don't be an idiot, and, like, touch surfaces, and touch your face, and just go about your life I'm normally. Like <laughs> don't uh, be an alley. Uh, yeah,
1: and that, and that like... Even World Health Organization is like Mm. changing information. So I think it was yesterday that they said something along the lines of, oh yeah, if you have the symptoms, do not take ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they changed the information a day later and they were like, no, we're not advising against it. (laughs) Uh, We don't know like any Mm. side effects yet. Um, I mean, uh, I... And all that, which which makes a lot of sense. But it's that... Oh at and this point we can't really say yeah. anything about anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I just heard I just read that in like France or something a bunch of like young people were taking ibuprofen uh, like before they caught the virus, and then it was like killing them for whatever reason that we don't understand. So yeah, the like information is just rapidly evolving. Nobody knows what's going on. I mean, Least of we're all, just in, yeah.
1: like, spreading misinformation right now,
0: <laughs> uh, which is not good either. <laughs> I mean, we're just we're just spreading whatever information we have, and it may or may not be accurate. So take it with a grain of salt. But anyway, um, how about how about you introduce yourself for a couple minutes, Ellie? Um. Uh, my
1: name is Ali. Um, I study at the University of Rochester. Mm-hmm. Uh, I study finance and philosophy of science. Um, and why? I was born in, mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. I lived there um, until I was 18. Then I went to high school and then I came here. Um, so yeah, that's mm-hmm. basically a very short biography. Of All me.
0: right, but more, more like why are you qualified to talk about Afghanistan for two hours in the war?
1: Right.
0: Like why do you know as much as you do?
1: Well, I think that, and and this is something that I often mention to my friends, it's that um, if you're raised in that situation um, in a place like Afghanistan, what happens is that uh, the situation around you, the political situation, the economic situation, the mm-hmm. social situation is, is like, changing so rapidly. That you have to like make sense of that so yeah. so so like i think that in a sense any like adult afghan is qualified to be talking about it um and that's uh, like one thing that i will uh, mention later on that mm-hmm. uh, was not really uh being understood uh by the by the u.s yeah when they got involved and in, in afghanistan they were not really listening to the people there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's also that I think, and I might be biased, but I think (laughs) I have that my homework. Uh, Yeah. Um, I've read enough about it, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think I know enough about it, and I've experienced enough of it to to be able to make sense of it. Yeah. But with all that, I do not think that everything that I uh, am going to say is, objectively true or think some of them are very subjective.
0: <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is incredible coming from Ali here, This Ali is always right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not known for being humble, that's true. Uh, but yeah, um, some parts of what I'm about to say is going to be very subjective. And you know Chris that's so that's, that's going to be the fun parts.
0: Welcome. I can I don't even know what he's going to say yet, but I can tell you that's going to be the fun parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to okay. be, be about a country starting with P and ending with N. <laughs> All right. Um so I guess I guess we should just talk about like what we want to talk about for the next 2 hours so let's, let starting off we're going to talk about like just how the situation in Afghanistan like evolved where it did politically. Um, so to do that, we have to start with the Soviet Afghan War, and then talk about like how that created the various factions, which are still fighting today. How that started U.S. involvement in, in Afghanistan through Pakistan, how that started Pakistani involvement, etc. And going through, from there, we're going to talk about the Afghan Civil War. Then from there, nine uh, eleven obviously, and the invasion in two thousand one, and then the occupation until two thousand twenty. After that, we're just gonna we're gonna talk about like. The grand strategy of like why the why the U.S. why the occupation failed, what could have been changed, I guess, and then the situation going forward, right, and what the U.S. can do to help the government stay in power and like prevent the Taliban from taking over more territory, from yeah killing more people, et cetera, right. So, um, yeah, starting off with the Soviet Afghan War. Um, that's, like, what really starts off the political situation in Afghanistan today, I feel like, because, yeah, it created the Mujahideen and Taliban. Um, so I guess, what what should we start off with? Um, Um, I think
1: that, I think that, like, uh, an afghan war, I'm just gonna give a very brief uh, introduction.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, like, how did it form the Mujahideen and Taliban out of the invasion? Like, what happened or caused that?
1: Right, um... So, so like Soviet-Afghan War happened from nine, uh, um, from uh, nineteen seventy nine and mm-hmm. for like about a decade until nineteen eighty nine. Um, and what happened w- was that before that, Afghanistan was a kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You had you had a king, and then the king was overthrown by uh, yeah. by a member of his family who who. Proclaimed himself the president. Mm -hmm. In this situation, this is this is like um, what is called the like democracy, like decade before this. The like the like decade before this is called in Afghanistan the democracy
0: decade. Mm -hmm. And this is. It's not. It's not not the two decades of the invasion. (laughs) And this
1: is. And this is when um, there is a lot of. Sort of civil civil liberties being being respected, Uh, the media Mm -hmm. coming to power, new political parties are being formed, and all that. And one of this, and this is like the strongest political party out there, is the sort of like socialist communist party Mm -hmm. of Afghanistan, PDPA, um, People's Democratic Party of Afghanistan. Yeah. So, and then uh, these are uh, uh, these are a bunch of young very energetic and
0: um, young radicals yeah uh, yeah
1: very like educated people Mm -hmm. um, who are not really satisfied with with the status quo so they they overthrow this new president Mm -hmm. the first president they overthrow him they take power but there's a divide between them and that there's really like two factions within the party they're Mm -hmm. fighting between each other, and what really brings the Soviet Union into Afghanistan is that, in order for them to like gain power in Afghanistan, one of these factions, uh, allies itself
0: more with the Soviets. With the Soviets, yeah. and then one was more nationalist, probably, um, or like had some ideological disagreement with the Soviets that we don't un- really understand. I don't like really that. think
1: that they had like ideological like disagreement with the Soviet Union. Uh, but, uh, uh, but it's that mm-hmm. that um, they never really thought of, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, they never thought of like being too close to the Soviet Union mm-hmm. because if you're in power, you don't really need that. But yeah. if you're, but if you want to like take power, then you need foreign allies more than the government, which is already mm-hmm. in power. So. There's this uh, uh, okay. There's this thing that happens where, where like they like overthrow each other, and yeah. as a result of that, the Soviet uh, Union they, they back one side yeah. and they invade. <clears throat> I think that um, there's really like um, two things to to really like mention here to mm-hmm. just be brief. One is that uh, when uh when the soviet union um invades they support the afghanistan intelligence um they are being supported by the like k g b they uh, and they and then they go around the country prosecuting all these people like leaders of like tribes and all that yeah. and that and that angers a lot of people and there's and yeah. there's this very common um View among the people that this new government, uh, which is backed by Soviet Union, mm-hmm. are really anti-Islam. Yeah, so, Islam like, really so like, for example, like you can see around the country that people take their kids out of school because they don't want their kids to be, uh, you know, subjected to like indoctrination of the Soviet yeah. Union um, and all that. So like, that creates the uh, this sort of like sociopolitical dissatisfaction with, mm-hmm. the, with, with the with the occupation. with the system yeah. yeah and this is and this is like at a time when Afghanistan's majority of population is not in large cities yeah they're really you know um, farmers They are in villages and all that herders uh, yeah. yeah but people who are in urban areas these are sort of pro the current system mm-hmm. or involved in it they're highly educated um and there's a sort of divide between the rural and urban yeah. areas.
0: Yeah, so in other words it's not really like a tribal conflict so much as it no. is just urban rural. No. Yeah.
1: And then what happens is that um the
0: urban areas are way outnumbered, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So
1: like so like so like Mujahiden rise out of this situation where where their their aim is to to get Soviet Union out of Afghans. Mm-hmm. That's one. The other thing is that there's this one particular actor mm-hmm. who's very important, and this is this guy called Abdul rashid Dostum.
0: Dostum, yeah.
1: Yeah, he used to be the uh, vice president, the first vice president uh, in Afghanistan until... Until this year, basically. Yeah, until this year, basically. Um, and he is... Uh, kind of powerful commander mm-hmm. um, in the Afghan National Army at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And what happens is, is that he's he's basically like fighting against Mujahideen. Hmm. Okay.
0: Until, until Did he when, switch sides? Yeah, yeah, he's
1: he eventually switches sides at a very critical moment. And that is when the Soviet Union leaves Afghanistan. Basically, mm-hmm. The Soviet Union leaves, leaves Afghanistan and uh, uh, this last communist president Uh, Doctor, who was this guy uh, called Dr. Najibullah Mm -hmm. and Dr. Najibullah is basically when he becomes the president he says all these nice things about let's make a peace deal well you were all fighting uh, against the Soviet Union they have left you've got your brothers mm. can make a peace deal. Sort of like the same things that
0: then... we're
1: hearing right now these <laughs> days. Um, and what happens is that...
0: The Mujahideen told them to fuck off.
1: Basically. <laughs> and one reason for that is because Abdul Rashid Dostum leaves the guy. Mm. He leaves the guy and he joins the Mujahideen. Mm. Um, so his government is in turmoil... Um, and he has this very bad reputation because he used to be the head of KHAD, which was the Afghan intelligence. So he is somebody that people think was in charge of this whole operation of suppressing you know, religious culture. leaders and yeah. like traditional culture and all that. Um, so, so as a result of that, uh, the... Uh, it, the government that he runs falls apart. Mm-hmm. Mujahidin take power. Mm-hmm. Uh, between, uh, but like, but like Mujahideen like take power, not.
0: Uh, not immediately. Uh, or, well, no, no, but or, like
1: not by themselves, but yeah. with a lot of help. And this help comes mainly from from U.S., mm-hmm. um, which is which is like funding countries like Pakistan to help and like. Uh, Prepare Mujahideen, give them like training and all that. So Yeah, like, stinger like, missiles. Yeah. They're like they're like massive camps of like Mujahideen within Iran and Pakistan who mm-hmm. like training Mujahideen and all that to, to like and, go back and fight yeah. the Soviet Union. And
0: and Saudi Arabia too, right? Yeah,
1: and Saudi Arabia
0: Which becomes so, important later, but <laughs> Right. Which is
1: which is that uh, at this point. And this is, uh, and this is why <laughs> this thing is so much complicated. Is that there are so many actors involved, and mm-hmm. everybody is supporting all these sides. Uh, uh, so, like for example, Iranian supported at least two sides within the like
0: uh, in the civil war or... within the
1: like Mujahideen.
0: Okay, Um yeah.
1: at least like two groups of
0: them. And and how many like how many like sides or groups like were there in the Mujahideen? I well, the... there were
1: there were. Well, there were a lot of sides, but then as situation developed and yeah. then uh, as their own government fell apart and then mm-hmm. Taliban took power, there were really like two, three sides. There weren't really more than that yeah. because there's, there's sort of like some of them congregated within each other. Um, uh, so within within the like Mujahideen, what happens is that the the mainly Hazara which is uh, Your a small group yeah, yeah which is a small ethnic group the the like um the mainly Hazara party is called uh the unity party
0: mm-hmm.
1: the unity party or Hezbollah that, um uh is created by this guy called abdul Mazari and what he does is that he he basically unifies all these smaller parties and creates this large party. This is them, and then mm-hmm. on the other side. So was
0: he was he like uniting Hazaras and Pashtuns or like or other ethnic groups too? Like or was it just like a bunch of different Hazara parties that united well, uh, together?
1: There were there were there were mainly Hazaras. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were other ethnic groups involved, but there were mainly Hazaras. Yeah. Um,
0: so this is sort of like uh, Rojava in Syria, essentially. Like it's a mainly Kurdish group, but it has support from like Arabs. Um, like other little ethnic groups in there pretty yeah much, yeah pretty much
1: uh, and then the other like big Mujahideen faction is the northern Alliance mm-hmm. they are way more powerful uh, they have um, uh, way more soldiers and like equipment and way more support mm-hmm. they are they are uh, so so like um, they are basically like an accumulation of um, a lot of other, you know, factions yeah. within them. They have like multi-ethnic groups and all that. And when Mujahideen take power, these are the people who are in charge. Yeah,
0: the the Northern Alliance is in charge. Yeah,
1: Northern Alliance. Um, uh, but then what happens is that this the sort of like um, Unity Party. Mm-hmm. They are not really satisfied. With the system, because they don't think that the rights
0: are being as, respected. as an
1: ethnic minority, as a like religious minority, all yeah. that is not respected. They don't feel that they have like yeah. representation.
0: Yeah, and a religious minority because the Hazara are mostly Shia, and everybody else is Sunni, right? Yeah, so that's another piece of context. So
1: like, so like they, they are in the state of like pretty much conflict mm-hmm. between each other um, until. Di- until out of this whole mess mm-hmm. rises a new group called the Taliban. Taliban yeah. And the Taliban, they, they are basically like coming with a lot of support from the, the Pakistani intelligence mm-hmm. and the Pakistani Studies. army. Yeah, And then there's this sort of like sentiment when they first start taking land mm-hmm. um, and that's that people especially in the Sort of south support them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the reason for that. Well, one reason is because it was really easy for them to like assimilate because of like the, the like ethnic similarity. Yeah, because in, the
0: Pashtuns are yeah. in the south and the in the Taliban right. are Pashtun. The other
1: yeah. reason in, is because at this point you've had like a conflict which is. You know, a couple of decades old. Yeah. People are really sick and tired of this, this is, old this
0: thing. This is a couple decades old, like in the nineties, right? That's what yeah. we're talking about.
1: Yeah. So, so, like, so, like, right. uh, so, like, at this point, people really want one, uh, one powerful group
0: mm, to, to like take over. be there,
1: take the power, and create this sort of like. What, what the Taliban are asking for, which is an Islamic government.
0: Yeah, Islamic government.
1: is At this point, nobody really knows what this Islamic exactly means, yeah. you know? <laughs> they don't really know the ideology of these people. Yeah. They don't really know what kind of a government mm-hmm. do they actually want to have yeah. in Afghanistan. As they get more and more support and yeah. then take more and more land, that ideology becomes apparent, it, it's a horrible ideology of
0: yeah, and at this extremism point extremism yeah.
1: and 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 a lot of violence and basically no civil liberties. No,
0: no soccer, no kites, no music, no no, no nothing, no, no nothing. shorts. Uh, yeah, no nothing. Yeah. No, no alcohol. Most importantly for Ali. <laughs> uh, all right. Um. Actually, before before we yeah yeah. So like at this point where we're talking about Afghanistan is in like a state of civil war between um yeah the Taliban and then the Hazaras the Unity Party and the Northern Alliance right so and then and
1: then and basically like basic, the whole of yeah. like Mujahideen are fighting yeah. against yeah
0: basically yeah basically like the remnants of the Mujahideen yeah, yeah. um
1: against the 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 like Taliban
0: yeah what what year are we in about like ninety four um
1: yeah. Yeah, about that. Mm. Um, the Taliban take power a little later.
0: Yeah, in the fall of Kabul.
1: Yeah, uh, Kabul. Um,
0: that's about when like, they really took over, right? When Kabul fell? 1996. six. Ninety six. okay. 90 yeah. yeah. Okay, make, all right, all right, all right, my date's right, that's yeah,
1: good. Yeah, like, like two years before I was <laughs> born. Um, Same.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they take power in 1996.
0: I guess um, before we get to that, like, what are the main, like, ideological differences or, or, yeah, like, the main differences between, like, the Mujahideen at large and the Taliban? Like, how did the Taliban, like, form? Like, was it just the Taliban were, like, um, like, it was like ISIS in Syria and they were just like a tiny part of this, like, uh, rebel movement and they just, like, cannibalized the rest or were they, like, different ethnically, religiously, ideologically, like, whatever it is? Like, how, how did the Taliban form out of the Mujahideen? Because, like, in the beginning, the Mujahideen were their own thing, right? Yeah, and right. then, and then okay. obviously, like, yeah, the Taliban, yeah, like, killed them all.
1: So. I think that... And, okay, and this is, like, the mm-hmm. part that I maybe a bit subjective <laughs> here, but I think that, like, the main, uh, like, the core of, like, the Taliban are... What was that um, basically like a creation of the like Pakistani? Yeah, there we go. There and... we go. This is where it gets fun, right?
0: <laughs>
1: well, here's like here's like a couple of things. Uh, there's this idea that they they were part of the the like Mujahideen, which is true, mm-hmm. which is true, in that and that their leaders um, or some of their original leaders were part of like the like Mujahideen. Mujahideen. but there are, like two things that should be said about that one uh some of some of their their uh, their like original leaders were fighting against the like soviet soviet union so the label of mujahideen mm-hmm. as the like, resistance force against the soviet union is kind of appropriate for them yeah. one uh they weren't really like um the most important actors
0: within the Mujahideen. Yeah, because they showed up like at the end, right? Um,
1: yeah, but also that they were basically less powerful. They they did not have you know um, as much as much support, as much of an army. Yeah, and that.
0: yeah, because they were like basically just like the Pashtuns versus Mujahideen was the Hazaras, the Pashtuns, the Uzbeks, Tajiks, yeah, yeah, whoever else. Yeah, like, I think
1: that I think that there's like. Um, and this is something that's objectively true: is mm. that
0: there's
1: there's a lot of diversity within the like mujahideen, and not mm-hmm. much within the Taliban. Yeah. Uh, not in terms of ethnic diversity, and not in terms of religious diversity. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's what makes them so much of a strong group in one part, and so much of a dangerous group in the other. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, the the other thing is that like. Um, there are these actors within Mujahideen, yeah, who joined the Taliban later on.
0: Yeah, just like defecting out of like yeah, cynicism. exactly. Yeah. So, like
1: for example, like Gulbuddin uh, Hekmatyar, he sort of allies himself with, with, uh, you know, with the Taliban. Mm-hmm. But he was in Kabul, and he and he was involved in the Afghan civil war, which I don't think we should really go into because it's yeah. so much complicated. <laughs> um, but you know, he is he's one of those actors who like allies himself with with the Taliban and then later on, um, uh, I think it was in like two thousand fourteen when he made a peace deal. Mm-hmm. He he came back to like Kabul. And this is and this is just, for example the guy uh, um, who's called in Afghanistan the butcher of Kabul. Yeah. It's it's because um, during the like civil war he is one of those people who's like just like bombarding the city and like throwing rockets blindly mm-hmm. and and it kills a lot of people and like basically ruins this yeah. this beautiful city.
0: Imagine if he had drones, so. huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah, so. yeah.
1: You can always find jokes and horrible stuff. <laughs> it's very Kafka <Kafka-esque. laughs>
0: Yeah, so this guy, he's the butcher of Kabul. Um, uh, so,
1: so he is one of the people who joined like Taliban uh, later on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then in nineteen ninety six, when when the Taliban take power, they're this brutal regime. Yeah. Uh, first of all, when they are, um, you know, like taking places around the country, they really go on this like.
0: Ethnic cleansing. Ethnic cleansing. Yeah
1: sort of way where for example in Mazar-Sharif which is uh, in the north mm-hmm. um, they kill like thousands of Hazaras mm-hmm. in a day mm-hmm. there's that sort of like ethnic cleansing happening in Bamyan, especially in like Daikundi and like other places around yeah, the country so... they're really brutal towards um, the like religious minorities like, like Afghan Hindus and all of them mm-hmm. and they're and they're really not able and not willing to accept a sort of diversity in the country, mm-hmm. either religious or, or ethnic. ethnic. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the famous things about them is that when they were in power they would have these sort of like radio messages which mm-hmm. would be which would be announced like through like the radio and it would be like their commander saying something like, uh, you know, um, Uzbeks all should go to like Uzbekistan and like Tajiks <laughs> should go to like Tajikistan, mm. which makes no sense. And like Kyrgyz should go to like Kyrgyzstan and yeah. all of them. Mm-hmm. And then at then they would say, Oh, Hazar what, yeah, what should go say? to
0: graveyard. Oh, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I thought you are just gonna say go to hell, but it works. Just yeah, well. yeah, yeah,
1: that was, <laughs> I mean, you might. Uh, <laughs>
0: we could see where that was know, it was going
1: but but you know this is this sort of like this brutal regime where that's sort of their like ideology you know mm-hmm. one ethnic group one religious ideology no diversity and everybody else should either be expelled or killed mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much what they do yeah
0: um,
1: and uh, so also like during their like regime civil liberties it doesn't existent. really, really exist. Yeah. Um, and all that. Uh, yeah. And they did they did this thing where like they once and that's like a funny, a fun <laughs> story. They sent a representative
0: to DC. Um, <laughs> not 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 flying a plane. <laughs> <laughs> let's not make those jokes.
1: Uh, I'm already in enough trouble. With
0: I, mean, I mean, you somehow don't get stopped at airports, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <that's laughs> You're really fantastic. making that hard right now. <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, so, they send this guy, and then he has this, this famous interview with uh, the late Charlie Rose, <laughs> um, where, uh, where you know, he's being asked about well, why don't you let girls go to school? And he says, well, you see, the situation is not that good. It's not secure. It's not that we don't want girls to go to school. We just, uh, we want first there to be peace, and then all of our kids go to school. And, and all that, you know, BS, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so but then, but then they, they ruled pretty much with, with an iron fist.
0: Yeah, for five years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, going back a bit, um, like, what were, yeah you know, like what exactly created the Taliban, like, specifically, right? It's like, what did the Pakistanis do, and why were they creating the Taliban? Um, yeah, you know, like how, how did they, like, form out of the Mujahideen? Like, was it a gradual process, or was it just, like, really quick towards the end of the war? Uh, like, what exactly happened? Like, how did they form the Taliban?
1: Well, it was, okay, it was quick in the sense that in the sense that it was way faster than how for example the like Mujahidin were formed. Mm-hmm. In the sense that Mujahideen have this like gradual process of, you know, uprisings in parts of like the country and then those the leaders of them like coming together, mm-hmm. forming these parties and all that. The Taliban basically like they come very fast and then um, they take a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And then they just sweep through the country.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, um, um, so, like, the, uh, were they just, like, a natural creation, or more so, just, like, a creation of, like, Pakistan? And then, like, why did Pakistan do what they did? Like, what what are their motives? And all this.
1: I don't really think that hmm. they were a natural creation,
0: you know? <laughs> there we go. Um,
1: um, well, there is, there's, you know, the sort of ideas that there were sort of extremist sort of ideologies or like mm-hmm. groups among the like Mujahideen which is true
0: mm-hmm. but
1: but you know what you need to like notice about that is that they did not sort of like defect too much most of them existed within the uh, the like Mujahideen and then yeah. as time went by they sort of uh, went through this process of moderation mm-hmm. rather you know extremism um, but there was the thing about like the taliban were you have got all these like foreign governments and foreign powers mm-hmm. and foreign intelligence like throwing a lot of money at them
0: yeah
1: all their all their like training centers or, or like or, or like madrasas are like within like pakistan yeah yeah
0: the madrasas mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and those are and those uh, are places that are like not funded in any ways by Afghans or like Mujahideen. Mm-hmm. They have no control over that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you yeah, yeah so you have these madrasas that are um over the border in Pakistan, and they're teaching all these like refugee kids from the war, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's also so that as time goes by, the Taliban gave more and more. Like foreign soldiers, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like right now, the the like current version of Taliban that you're dealing with, these are not like only Afghans. Mm-hmm. These are like Igor's uh, from China and Chechens from Russia mm-hmm. and a lot of Pakistanis and all these other people who are fighting within yeah. them. Which is why, which is why, like Taliban, sort of like now they have like an Afghan Taliban branch. And they have and the Pakistani a, Taliban. Yeah, a Pakistani Taliban branch. Yeah, it's like the dog. And uh, or... they're like uh, sort of like different leaderships. And mm-hmm. then they're like Afghan branch. Um, they throughout throughout their history they've had like some like differences with each other. They have like divided into like groups, they've joined back and all mm-hmm. that. So um I don't think we should like go too into like too many like details about mm-hmm. it, but it's just that, you know. Um, They were not really controlled by like Mujahideen
0: or like yeah yeah exactly so because like a lot of yeah a lot of people think that like um, like the U.S. funding the Mujahideen like directly led to planes flying into buildings right like they think that we funded the Taliban like directly and then that like ended up blowing up in our face right but that's not exactly what happened is it no yeah
1: not in any ways really Um, (laughs) um, I think. It took it took in a way a lot of creativity for the like, Taliban <laughs> to be creative. Um,
0: a lot of Pakistani creativity.
1: Um, yeah, and then and then like throughout their history, they have really proven to be. Um,
0: what.
1: To be very much pro pro Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Uh They have been like pro Pakistan blatantly, basically. So, for example. Uh, um, I forgot his name. Somebody who's like basically like they're like ideological founder.
0: The Mullah Omar.
1: Uh, no, 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 there's this guy who uh, so like so like they're like ideological figure. They're like ideological founder. Uh, the guy who like came up with this idea yeah. basically. This guy was a member of the Pakistani Parliament, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I forgot his name. But 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 you should really like check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is this is the guy who says in the floor of the parliament that you know Taliban are good, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we should like support them and all that. And for example, like when when like Taliban like take power, um um for example when they go to like to Bamyan, there are these Buddhas. Yeah, Buddhas. The largest statues of Buddhas in the world and they want to, to destroy them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then the thing about these statues are that They're basically, and if you ever go to Afghanistan, you should like, uh, you know, go there and see it. It's like they're carved out of the mountain. Mm -hmm. People basically like carved mountains to...
0: To be Buddhas.
1: Yeah, to like build these these Buddhas. So like they throw rockets at them and they don't fall, of
0: course. (laughs) It's it's a mountain. It's a mountain.
1: And then they can't do anything for like a few days. Mm -hmm. So what they do is that... They bring all these Pakistani engineers, and then what they do is that uh, they sort of like carve the statues and then put, put explosives put, in. put explosives inside yeah. them and then in this sort of like in their idea magnificent sort of show, they you know record it and like blow it mm-hmm. all up and then like the, the like remaining pieces are as the sort of like um, the story has it that like they took the like remaining pieces of like artifacts with them
0: oh like back um, to Pakistan
1: um, sort of like to like be sold in like black market or like whatever we mm. don't really know what happened to those the, but the, but like they were they were a very significant part of Afghan cultural heritage in the sense that these were you know until their like destruction the largest like statues of Buddha, yeah, they reminded people of this long history that they had uh when, for example, this was sort of like one of the main centers of the like Silk Road where everybody was passing by and uh, and 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 this was like a very important city still like mm-hmm. Buddhist... um
0: and also a majority has yeah. our area, right, right, yeah, right.
1: Uh, right boyman is like a majority has our uh, province um, and the other thing is that from from uh, from an art perspective uh, there are all these caves next to these like, statues that yeah. were built um, and then in those caves where like the, the like monks used to like live and around these statues this is the first place where oil paintings in the world are used so this is mm-hmm. like the first oil paintings in the history of the world. And... Um, they blown those up too? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there isn't really much of it remaining there. I've gone there. Uh, like the paintings, you can see some of them and some caves. You you don't really see most of it. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, but then... Uh, yeah, the whole point being that this is this brutal extremist regime.
0: Created by Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> created by them,
1: support. Uh, they still, like, receive their, like, support from them. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, I mean, for example, right now there's, like, a peace deal between the U.S. and the Taliban. We can, we can talk about that later, yeah. but... and then... The Pakistanis were, of course, present. Uh, oh, that part, yeah. <laughs> the president <laughs> <foreigners> of Pakistan <laughs> gave, uh, gave like the chief chief negotiator of like the, the Taliban a very big hug. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so yeah so like in other words uh, like the Taliban weren't just like naturally created for the Mujahideen they were created because like Pakistan had been funding like madrasas for years to indoctrinate like refugee kids number one number two the Pakistanis had been like directly supporting them militarily giving them bases to go into Afghanistan yeah giving them arms um, along with Saudi Arabia of course and Osama bin Laden he was doing that directly um, which then turned out to be pretty helpful helpful for him later of course Um, yeah, yeah, so like, yeah, that's important, an important thing to understand is that like Pakistan is like the most important actor in all of this in terms of the creation of the Taliban, like the Taliban, would not be possible without Pakistan? Like this whole war, would not be possible without Pakistan? And also,
1: and also that like, you have to like realize that at this point in Pakistan, you don't really have a democracy of all these like military Mm -hmm. governments, which, which, I think that I think that like something and this is sort of like off topic, I think that um I think like we don't we don't give enough credit for mm. the fact that in a lot of like democracies around the world we we really have this thing where like the the like president is like the commander in chief. Yeah. And I think and I think that's an important thing in the sense that you get a civilian to be the head of the army. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, like we don't really like talk about that, but that's a very important thing, in the sense that we all sort of tacitly agree that a military mind should never run a country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then, but then, but then in Pakistan you have uh,
0: military dictators. Yeah,
1: military di- dictators you have like General Ziaul Haq. Mm-hmm. He was he was like a general, and and then later on. You get Paris Musharraf.
0: Yeah, Rivas Musharraf. Yeah,
1: um, and he was, he was, and he was a general. And then, so in both cases, and these are like two of the most important figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the Pakistanis' his strategy.
0: Yeah, that, and then that. Towards like
1: the Pak, uh, toward, towards Afghanistan and this mm-hmm. whole war, uh, and then you have to like notice that both of them are basically military minds. Yeah, so like, yeah, and then... this whole. This whole situation in Afghanistan was approached by Pakistanis from a military, yeah. perspective. military perspective. There isn't really like a business or commerce perspective. Mm-hmm. There's no civilian perspective. There's there's really a military perspective. Yeah. And I think it has helped them in a lot of ways in the sense that for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. And so like years, why are they doing got, this? Yeah, yeah, for years and years and years, you've got like Pakistan receiving... Like billions and billions of dollars from the U.S. Oh, wow,
0: I didn't mean that. But keep going.
1: Yeah, from from the U.S. to to like uh, you know help them mm-hmm. in this fight against like terror uh, or like yeah. or like or like or like before that to help them in this fight to like overthrow Soviet Union mm-hmm. and Afghanistan and all that. Uh, and then um, uh, their like military has received a lot of help from. Uh, from the U.S., so, like, from, like, like a military perspective, Mm. they have gained quite a bit from it.
0: Yeah, 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 I see that now. Like, as long as there's a war in Afghanistan and the Taliban and, like, so on and so on, then, um, like, Pakistan is the only route for the U.S. to get there, so that means that the U.S. has to sell Pakistan, like, weapons, Uh, we have to support them against India strategically, yeah, things like that. I was thinking more so, like, uh, that only happened since 2001, right? But this was, the Pakistanis have been supporting the Taliban since, like, this, yeah, the 80s, basically, right? And that's, yeah, and that the military aspect of that is important because, um, like, Pakistan sees Afghanistan as a bit of a strategic rival, like, in terms of India, right? Like, if Pakistan is, if it, Afghanistan is a strong country, then Pakistan is being pressured on two sides, right? Number one, from India, number two, because, um, like, there are more Pashtuns who live in uh, northern Pakistan in the tribal regions than who Live in Afghanistan, like uh, United Afghanistan, can basically like unite with those Pashtuns and threaten like Pakistan's sovereignty, right? And then- well,
1: well, I don't really like think mm-hmm. that. Uh, well, well, first part is that like they have not been supporting like the, the Taliban since the 80s because in the 80s they did not exist. They were basically like this late 90s creation. So like, mm-hmm. uh, and like 1996, they they take power. Their start is basically two years before that, and mm-hmm. this is why I said they had this rapid rise. Yeah, and that, like, their whole creation is like nineteen ninety four and nineteen ninety six. They take power. Um,
0: yeah, but I, I, just meant like, um, like Pakistan benefits from Afghanistan being like just a mess because, right. like, strategically because it means that they aren't being pressured on two sides.
1: Right, right. I think that I think that they like they like gain a lot from it, but I don't think that. Uh, I do not necessarily agree with that like ethnic perspective because i think that like though being from the same ethnic group on Mm -hmm. both sides of the border i i don't think that like pashtuns in pakistan share much with the with the like Pashtuns uh and afghanistan Afghanistan in the sense of um uh you know their sort of like nationalist aspirations Mm -hmm. because they they like define themselves very, very differently, mm-hmm. in the sense that like Pashtuns and Pakistan define themselves as like Pakistanis, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it. Uh, and then and then and then Pashtuns, uh, and 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 then all these like Pashtuns in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. they are Afghans. Um, they are they are okay with, with like Afghan like diversity yeah. and all that. Um, I yeah, I think it's it's like it's like. You know, quite important to, like, um, separate between the, like, normal people mm-hmm. and then some soldiers of some group.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, historically, didn't Afghanistan, like, when Afghanistan was an empire, didn't the borders, like, stretch into, like, northern Pakistan?
1: It did. It yeah. did. It did. <laughs> um, this <laughs> is another fun story. Uh, story number two. Fun story number two. Uh, there was there was this king who was like overthrown, he was out of power uh, this is like years and years and years I think. Mm-hmm. and in order to like take power back he seeks the help of the like British India
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they tell him I mean, you know, we'll provide you with an army for you to like go back and like take your throne basically back and then and um, um to like to like in a way to like pay for that mm. he signed this agreement with the like british indians to like let go of part of the land of afghanistan yeah. which is which is right now uh, those sort of like mostly like persian or like or like, or like baluch populated yeah. areas in pakistan so he lets go of that, and then based on uh, that uh, that agreement, that land belongs to like British India for hundred years. Uh, so he uh, he was really you know unable to foresee mm-hmm. the future that like India would like take its its independence and it would fracture into like a few countries, yeah. uh, and Pakistan being one of them. Mm. Uh, and there's this sort of like view among some some politicians uh i think like president president karzai the former president mm. of afghanistan has said it like a few times uh, or like uh, you know some other people um that well that's side of the border it's still afghanistan
0: someday <laughs>
1: we'll take it back yeah yeah that's what i'm I talking that, about i think that i think that that's kind of something that people say to, like, gain traction mm-hmm. and, like some support from uh, some people, uh, you know, within these, like, ethnic groups. But yeah. I think deep down everybody knows that that's never going to happen. Yeah. And that's just, I yeah. Mean,
0: it's not going to happen because, like, Afghanistan would never be able to, like mountain offensive push into that into those areas though right because pakistan constantly keeps it off balance right and that's like the whole objective at least part of it you know what i'm saying explain more mm? oh i'm saying like like um Pakistan doesn't know that those politicians are just like talking out of their ass, right? Like maybe they think that there's some actual strategic threat from Afghanistan of like taking back some of that territory. So like in response to that, Pakistan destabilizes Afghanistan constantly, and that prevents Afghanistan from ever like being a real threat, right? That's yeah, that's just what I'm saying. I
1: think that I think that um, I sort of like disagree with that because I don't think that like Pakistanis. Or in a way that's stupid. I think that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that. I think that. The (laughs) compliment. I think that. I think that Pakistani strategists, uh, they're like military strategists and they're like politicians. I think. I think they are very smart people. I think. uh, I think the like threat of uh, a stable Afghanistan Mm -hmm. isn't really because of the ethnic, you know, dimension. Yeah. But it's but it's because Pakistan will lose a lot of its its. Its importance geopolitically yeah if Afghanistan becomes stable yeah in the sense that you will get this this uh this country mm-hmm. of where like the, the median age is eighteen seventeen percent mm-hmm. of people are like under like twenty five this very young this very vibrant mm-hmm. uh peaceful country uh, and then uh, there's no longer there's no there's no reason for like u s yeah to to like accept part of like Pakistan's transgressions against mm-hmm. against the US or, or like against other powers in the and the and the region yeah because they they will no longer need Pakistan yeah yeah exactly uh, right um,
0: yeah so like the if Afghanistan is stable then the US no longer has any reason to support Pakistan against India when India is like much closer culturally to the US right, right. yeah
1: um I also like think that like a stable Afghanistan wouldn't be so good for like Pakistan from Mm -hmm. from from, like like a business perspective
0: it'd be a competitor Uh,
1: uh, it would be it would be like like a competitor um, and Afghanistan would no longer be dependent on Pakistan right now Mm -hmm. it kind of is and in the sense that you have got like most of like uh, the, like imports coming either from Pakistan or Iran, yeah so like Pakistan is one of those things uh, they' like they like u s soldiers and like other foreign soldiers in Afghanistan have always like dependent uh, uh they have always been like dependent on Pakistan like opening its its borders and like letting them like import the like military equipment and all yeah. that through Pakistan because that's like a much like cheaper
0: uh, way of doing it. Yeah, way yeah. of
1: doing it than like most other ways um, and all that. Uh, so I think the, the sort of like no, obviously like benefit mm-hmm. from like Afghanistan, like importing all these Pakistani goods, for example, Afghanistan is uh, like one of the, the like big industries in Afghanistan is this sort of like, like industry of carpet weaving. Mm-hmm. So like Afghan, 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 Afghan carpet is like one of, one of the top ones in the world, along with the like Turkish and like Iranian ones, mm-hmm. like throughout the like decades of instability in Afghanistan, what has happened is that you get all these like raw carpet that needs to, to be processed in factories in Pakistan. Yeah, they all like take it to like Pakistan. It's it's basically like cheap labor in Afghanistan. Yeah, they're all being exported to like Pakistan, processed there, Mm -hmm. and then exported from there around the world, and then nobody like after that one recognizes it as Afghan Afghan, carpet. It's basically like Pakistani carpet. So all that, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think that that's like one of the main motivation that specific Mm -hmm. thing but it's but it's just that to point out that like Pakistan benefits yeah uh, strategically, politically and economically, yeah. economically from like a destable Afghanistan yeah,
0: because they can basically use it as a, so- a source of cheap labor and raw materials and then like export higher value products, right yeah, yeah. okay, um yeah, so where did we leave off? I think we were like right before nine eleven we were talking about yeah the uh, the uh, Taliban government. Um. Yeah, what do we want to talk about?
1: Uh, what do we want to talk
0: about?
1: Mm.
0: Um. I mean. Yeah.
1: Uh. Okay. I think that, that like something something to like note is that um.
0: What what exactly happened? How, yeah. How about this? Like, what exactly happened to the mujahideen after they were defeated in Kabul? Uh, like, did they just go away, or were they just were they like somewhere in remnants in like northern Afghanistan? Yeah, when
1: Mujahideen when Mujahidin are like defeated and mm-hmm. Kabul, they hold some some key grounds around the country. Uh, they sort of retreat there, and yeah. they keep their fight against the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And and at this point, they don't really have a lot of support from like the U.S. So there's not this like you know <laughs> the
0: there's Union. not a lot of like bags of dollars yeah. coming in. Yeah, I mean so, it'd be and it'd be pretty much impossible for the U.S. to do that in the first place because only borders of the Soviet Union, no go there. Iran at this point uh, had the revolution, yeah, and then Pakistan yeah, the was just supporting the Taliban.
1: Yeah, the U.S. Hmm. after the Soviets even even if we had a, Afghanistan, yeah. uh, there is this sort of idea in the U.S. that. You have given the Soviet Union sort of their own Vietnam. That's kind of mm. enough for us. Mm. Let's get the hell out yeah, of there. Yeah, yes so There's no which strategic... Is, which is which is surprising because yeah. hmm? the US doesn't really, you know, get the hell out of places usually. <laughs> well, now we now
0: we know that. It's Twenty years later. Um, forgive me for my jokes. <laughs> this
1: is this right. is just
0: they get much. <laughs> Much more offensive than that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, So, like, the U.S. doesn't really care about Afghanistan Mm -hmm. at that point. Uh, And then all these, like, Mujahideen are fighting against the, the, like, Taliban Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of, sort of, like, you know, like, pressure and...
0: At this point, this is, like, the Hazaras, um, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like... So, like, for example, like, uh, the leader of, like, Unity Party, he's really, like, suffering in West Gobble. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then, at some point, he is sort of forced to... to Retreat. To, like, yeah, because, like, they sort of, like, run out of ammunition and all that. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're sort of forced to to accept... Surrender. Uh, yeah, and then and then he goes to... To like this place, needn- you know near Kabul to like meet uh, with some Taliban, you know leaders for like yeah. a peace
0: deal. Yeah, did, did they kill him?
1: Uh, yeah. So. He is being tortured for like three days, and then they kill him and the people who who are with him. Um, so. So yeah, um,
0: and then what else is there? So there's the Hazaras, and then there's the Northern Alliance, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Northern Alliance is uh, very much alive. They are fighting against the Taliban. Uh, their main uh, like leaders are in in Panjshir Valley, mm-hmm. which is very close to uh, Kabul. Kabul, yeah, and their leader is Commander Masood. Masoud Barzani. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Hmm? Oh, Ahmad Shah Masoud. His oh. last name is Masoud. Okay. Yeah, Commander Commander Ahmad Shah Massoud was a very smart strategist. He had he had fought the Soviet Union, uh, Union, and at this point, mm-hmm. the Northern Alliance is really an alliance. Yeah. Um, they have, uh, 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 they have united quite a few a few groups, and they are pretty much strong. Uh, and they are fighting against the Taliban with the help of you know some 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 like other uh, sort of foreign foreign powers among them Iran Mm -hmm. um...
0: okay so that's where Iran like steps in Uh,
1: yeah they were helping like before that too but but then they are like receiving uh, from from Iran Uh, when for example like Soleimani was killed a while back mm-hmm. there was this like photo of him with Masood being like circulated in the in, like social yeah you know social media because like um uh, yeah uh, i think I think like Soleimani like throughout his his life he made like some like remarks about what he learned from Masood and all that mm-hmm. um, and and afghan when he was helping him to strategies and all that um yeah uh so like uh they they are fighting the taliban um they're like successful in resisting Mm -hmm. they are not really winning the war yeah um the the sort of the sort of like unity party what they do is that after their main leader sort of is killed yeah is killed they sort of like fracture Mm -hmm. so there's like Quite quite a few like disagreements between them, they they really and then in latter years when um, when when there's actually like uh, the U.S. steps in and comes into Afghanistan after like 9-11 and all that yeah they're really like the unity they like they become like three like political parties separate
0: parties yeah
1: at this point that obviously like they're no no longer fighting but then. Uh, the thing is that this whole work of Mazari, which was uniting all these people, the sort of like fills apart after mm-hmm. he he dies, which is why they lose Bamiyan, mm-hmm. which is uh which is where the statues were. Yeah. Uh, so like that is after, after Mazari, and then uh, they resisted in Bamiyan for a very long time.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you told uh, me.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, It was very much surprising to a lot of people how they can, uh, you know, yeah, hold out. But then the reason for that was because it's it's very harsh to like operate in that area in the sense that it's it's like a lot of mountains and a lot of valleys. And then if you hold like the mountains, you can just like shoot at people from the the top. Yeah, Yeah, and then uh, nobody. You know, that like nobody can move. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 So yeah. But then, like, they, like, eventually lost that. The Taliban came in, blew up mm-hmm. those statues. Uh, they had some, like, acts of, like, ethnic cleansing. Yep, the,
0: czars, the graveyards.
1: Yeah. Um, so, all that. Um, so, like the, so, like, at this point, they're not... That powerful. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, um, and then the Northern Alliance—they're like basically doing the same thing, but just like more successfully for like five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, they're,
1: they're—they're like, I mean, like they have um, way larger of an army. Mm-hmm. They have way more equipment. They have way more support, and to be honest, they have stronger leaders.
0: Mm-hmm. After Mas- They're more guys, united. Yeah. yeah
1: after 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 Missouri dies the unity party doesn't really have strong leaders or these strong leaders get killed very soon for various reasons mm-hmm. some some infighting uh, but uh, yeah and all that um, but then the Northern Alliance still has got commander Massoud they've got some very strong people mm-hmm. and then they've got those um, and all that, um, until, until 2001, yeah. when, when 9-11 happens and then the, the Taliban don't give, uh, you know, Bin Laden to the U.S. So mm. the U.S. asked for that, uh, but then like the Taliban says, well, we have no sort of like evidence and all that. We're not <laughs> giving you the guy. So... The U.S. attacks, and then um, there are uh, anyway.
0: Um, right before nine eleven, there was like an important um, Northern Alliance leader who was killed. Right? Who was it?
1: That was that was Masood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so like, so like Masood was killed a few days before nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a very very critical time, um, as it turned out. He was killed a few days before 9-11 by a suicide attack. Some people, uh, you know, claimed that they were, like, interviewing him. Yeah. And then they had, like, the bombs within...
0: The cameras. The, yeah,
1: within their cameras, and then he was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then and then after that, 9-11 happens.
0: Uh, uh, U.S. Then, invades. And, yeah,
1: US, U.S. invades. Before that, I think, like, it's, like it's like um weeks or i think months before that it's it's that um they're like these like cia like operatives mm-hmm. who are being flown into afghanistan and then and they sort of like create you know um and do the groundwork yeah for for like us to like come in in the sense that they go to like panchere valley they talk with all these like northern alliance commanders yeah.
0: Um, give them weapons. Yeah,
1: yeah. Give them them weapons. Um, they sort of like
0: uh, air support.
1: Air support, cash, a lot of mm. cash. Um, yeah. There's like there's like a book by one of those operatives where he says that, in the first batch they like, sort of like uh had like ten million dollars, um that they sort of like give and like sort of like distributed among the commanders thousand alliance commanders mm-hmm. and all that um,